stay connected. That's the theme today. It's a very current theme these days, since over the last year plus, there has been a lot of talk about how we stay connected. With our families and social circles, we've had to find ways to stay together even while we're apart. Getting together for a coffee or a meal or a chat has been replaced by phone calls, texts, Zoom, and FaceTime. Here at St. George's, we've also had to evolve and change how we worship, how to find new ways that we can be the body of Christ, how we can be a community of believers when we can't gather together in the building to worship at one time. Now, over the last couple of weeks, you've heard David and Roxanne talk about some of the readings we've had in Acts, uh, looking what was, at what was going on with the disciples after the resurrection. And today we're going to switch it up a bit and we're going to look at John's Gospel to have a look back at one of the teachings of Jesus, um, specifically the reading about the vine and the branches. So first of all, I'm just going to start with some context for that reading to uh, look at what's happening with Jesus and his followers at that time. So this takes place during the last gathering of Jesus and his disciples, uh, the Last Supper. So during the course of that evening, of course, they've shared a meal. Jesus has done some praying with them, and it's also been his opportunity to give his final teachings to his disciples. If you have your own Bible at home, you may want to take a look at this. Uh, the reading was John chapter 15, 1 to 8. But if you look just before that, at the end of chapter 14, you'll see that Jesus has just been telling his followers that he's leaving them. Now, remember, most of his followers have actually left everything behind to follow him. They've left their homes, they've left their families, they've left their jobs and done all of that so they could follow Jesus. And now Jesus has said he's leaving them. Well, we know now in our studies at the church that this is the time leading up to Pentecost when the time between Jesus leaving and the coming of the Holy Spirit. But of course, the disciples don't know that. They've left everything to follow Jesus. He's saying he's going to leave them. Well, he may have told them the Holy Spirit was coming, but none of them actually left their homes or their parents. And James and John didn't leave Zebedee in the boat to follow the Holy Spirit. They left everything behind to follow Jesus. And now he says, I'm leaving you. Jesus knows that his leaving, that his death, his resurrection, and his eventual ascension will not end the relationship with his followers. So he's giving them a visual of how their relationship with him and with God is supposed to work. So he's using this this example of a vine that is bearing fruit. So I'd like you to keep that vision in your mind as well. 
If it helps you, I personally think of grapes and a grapevine, but if there's another fruit that works for you, feel free to use that one. So in this visual, we have God, the gardener, the one who tends the vine, who looks at it, who cultivates it, and makes it so that it is fruitful. The goal of having any plant in a garden is that it produce something, whether it produce flowers or food or pollination. That's why we have them. So God is the gardener, and Jesus refers to himself as the vine. The vine is the one connected with the earth, connected to creation itself. The Bible, you remember, tells us that Jesus was with God at creation, that he's been the one that was there at the beginning, he's the one that the prophets have given clues through the years, the one, he was the one that was divinely conceived by God to walk on the earth. So Jesus is the vine, the connection between the earth, he is the connection between the divine and the human. So that's Jesus, the vine. And then Jesus goes on to add that while he is the divine, the vine, the disciples are the branches. Now a vine must have branches on it because the branches are what holds the fruit. And a branch has to be attached to the vine to bear fruit, otherwise it is nothing. It just lies on the ground and does nothing. Or as Jesus said, it gets picked up and tossed into the fire. Both the vine and the branches are necessary. Jesus may be the vine that brought the good news into the world, but once Jesus went back to the Father, it was up to the disciples to continue to bring that good news of God's kingdom to the world. It is all up to Jesus' followers to bear the fruit of the kingdom. It is up to them to show the world God's love and grace that was brought to the world through Jesus, the vine. There's one particular line in this reading that always sounds a bit problematic to me. Jesus says that God cuts off branches that bear no fruit, which sounds like a pretty harsh warning, you know, believe in me or you're out. But I would suggest we remember this. Jesus has always spoken to his followers, to crowds, in a spirit of love and compassion. God, like any gardener, wants there to be fruit. He wants us to have fruitful and productive lives, to live in his knowledge and grace, to live our lives following the example of Christ, and to spread that love and knowledge to the world. What we want removed are the things that don't bear fruit, those things that suck the life out of us, that diminish us as people and as Christians. Things like being hateful or being arrogant or being gossipy. Name your sin. Those are the things that need to be removed from us, and those are the things that we can't remove from ourselves. 
They are removed with God's help and forgiveness he's extended through Jesus to us. That is what strengthens us, that forgiveness extended through Jesus, through the vine, to us. It says in the reading that God prunes every vine to make it more fruitful. The Greek they use for he prunes also means he cleans. Jesus told his disciples they are cleaned because of his word in him. And we are made clean through Jesus. Clean and therefore stronger and more able to bear fruit especially with God's continual pruning and cleaning and forgiveness. So the more fruitful we are, the more we share God's love, the more we live and share the good news, the more fruitful we are, the more glory is given to God. That's what God wants from all this. Glory through our fruitfulness. Now, Jesus may have promised in this illustration to show his disciples how they are connected to him and how they would remain connected to him even after he was gone. And of course, we know that this doesn't just apply to the disciples that were there in the room with him. If we fast forward a bit in time, we'll find ourselves looking at the book of Acts and the reading we heard as well today about the Ethiopian. He had never met Jesus. But with the help of Philip, he was able to recognize Jesus in the scripture, to understand that Jesus was the fulfillment of ancient writings, someone promised through time and available to all who believe. Jesus was that vine connecting the beginning of creation to the present day. The Ethiopian realized also he could be part of this through baptism. And even though he'd never met Jesus in person, he could meet him in water and in spirit. And in baptism, he too became connected to Jesus. And if we take that even further into the future, None of us were living in first century Judea either, so none of us met Jesus physically. Here in 21st century Maple Ridge, we are still connected to Jesus through scripture, through our faith traditions, and through baptism. You're probably here listening to this because you have encountered Jesus in your life and faith, and you're staying connected to him through prayer, through the study of scripture, through being part of the faith community where we have a common purpose of being part of God's kingdom here on earth. Or maybe, maybe you're listening for the first time and maybe this is all new for you and you want to find God. You want to meet Jesus. You want to encounter the divine. Maybe you're feeling like the Ethiopian when he was reading the scripture, saying to yourself, how can I understand this? How can I know more? Well, if that's how you feel, please 
let us know. Reach out and connect with us. If you're someone who is wanting to take that next step, who's wanting to find out how to be connected to part of this, how to be part of the body of Christ, and how to be part of a community of faithful believers, contact us. You can send us a contact form through our website, stgeorgemapleridge.ca. We can pray for you. We can provide faith resources, and we can provide a community. That's because we're very blessed that even though we're living in a time when we can't gather together, we can connect through technology, through our services on YouTube, through contact through our website, or through our prayer chain. We're connected through mission because we are all part of this one body, this body of Christ. So let's end this with a prayer. Holy Father, we thank you for giving us your Son, Jesus, the true vine. And we thank you for all of us who are connected through him to be branches, to be part of your body. We ask you to nurture us, to care for us, to keep us clean so that we may bear fruit, to love our neighbors, to love ourselves, to love you, to bring the fruit of the kingdom here on earth. We pray for all those people who are looking to be connected, that we may find one another, and together we may all find you. And we ask this in the name of Jesus Christ, the true vine. 